0: Welcome to the Elevate Together podcast, voices of change in the business of law.
1: Live from Elevate Studios in Los Angeles and from my house in Chicago, Illinois, it's another edition of the Elevate Together podcast. This is a special edition of the podcast called Inside the Engine Room, where we highlight the stories and people who help bring you Elevate's award-winning products and services. I'm Dan Katz, Vice President of Data Science Innovation here at Elevate. It's my great pleasure to be with you here today. Today's guest is Julian Cagatis. Julian, I wanted to introduce folks to you. And so I thought we'd just start by talking about your background. You have a very unique background. And I think your story sort of speaks to some of the interesting career tracks that are out there for folks in this newly emerging legal innovation
0: space. Sure. So right now, I work on the products team here at Elevate. Initially, when I started, I was working closely with the team on analyzed documents, which was previously known as Contract Suite. still providing support in a certain capacity, but recently transitioned into customer success manager role with the products team, where we are working on the wider ELM platform for Elevate, which is a compilation of the technology solutions that deliver different solutions to legal business processes like the matter and project management, contract management, budgeting and billing and reporting.
1: You've been working with us on the ELM platform and helping bring that to market. What sort of brought you initially to Elevate? Because obviously, as Felix, are going to find out, you have a little bit of a different background, say, from the average lawyer out there. So maybe you could take us back to the start of your career coming out of college.
0: My background's heavy in both military, Air Force operations, and management, and in law enforcement. But I also have a background in accounting and business. I was also an analyst at Accenture's financial management team. So you were in the Air Force. Did you do that before or was that after college? So that was after college. I went to Northern Illinois for my accounting degree in two thousand nine, where I also enrolled in the Air
1: Force ROTC program. So you joined the military after graduating college, and thank you for your
0: service. What led you to choose that path? Sure. So I have a lot of family in the military. I've always wanted to be in the military, being first generation, my parents coming here from the Philippines. They were able to assimilate very successfully here in the US. So I've always had that sense of duty, right? So I joined I also wanted to go to college. So in college, there was a good blend. I was able to enroll in the Air Force ROTC program. It was a great way for me to earn my degree and then also have a pathway into the Air Force where I commissioned into the Air Force after graduation as a second lieutenant serving as a nuclear ICBM launch officer. That's a long way for saying missileer, where we managed operations for the ICBM arsenal that we have here in the U.S.
1: So make sure folks understand what that means. You're literally the person the president calls to fire the weapons. I'm glad you didn't have to actually carry that out. But that's a very intensive job, is it
0: not? It's a very intensive job. The running joke line that it's simply just uh, one big red button. Fortunately, we're safe. There's protocols in place. And so we're there to provide that nuclear deterrence. We have keys and redundancies in place so that one man can't start a nuclear war. So our job is just to provide that deterrence, nuclear deterrence.
1: Yes, it is comforting to know that there's not one person who can just send us into oblivion. This is a job for a very selective group of individuals. Is it boring too? Do you just like sit there all day as, I don't know, do crossword
0: puzzles? The good way to put it is it's hours and hours of boredom filled with sheer seconds of terror.
1: So you did that for four years, I think you said, right? A year of training and three years actually performing the mission. Okay. And then you decided to transition out of the military after completing your service. Where did you go next?
0: So I was born and raised here in Chicago. I finished my commission. My wife is also from Chicago area. We both wanted to come home. We were stationed out in Montana. She wanted to start her own career. Majority of it was a family decision. It can be difficult moving around in the military, especially with a family. So we came back here to Chicago. Of course, there are a lot of options available after the military. I even applied to CPD. In Montana before leaving the military. Law enforcement seemed like a natural transition from the military at the time with my accounting degree and business interests. Having some leadership experience in the military, it was also a natural fit for me to look for something in the business arena once we moved back. Fortunately, I was able to land my first job coming back home with Accenture Consulting as an analyst on their client financial management team right after leaving the military. What type of work did you do when you were at Accenture? So we did a lot of forecasting and budgeting for consulting engagements. We monitored, we reported, and we did a lot of advising on the engagement of the financial status of the clients to all the stakeholders, which including the project managers, the managing directors, and the clients themselves. There was a lot of focus on cost and expense reports, financial forecasting and budgeting, internal reporting with SAP. So we maintained these engagements with the client and our Accenture consulting teams, both off-site and on-site. At times, we met with the clients themselves to ensure that our engagements were going as properly as they
1: should. That actually sounds quite a bit like in our world, legal operations, you're there to make sure people don't go over budget, that partner isn't running up the bill or driving the project to be unprofitable. Do you see parallels between legal ops and the work you did
0: at Accenture? Oh, a very good parallel. In my work at Accenture, it was legal project management, that project management side, but also as pseudo consultants for both the Accenture team as well as the clients. So we were very much like project management for the managing directors. The directors were trying to keep the clients happy, while we also ensured the business financials and helping the managing directors determine how best to use those resources available. We heavily utilized, again, the internal reporting systems such as SAP and and ensured at the time the us gap compliance with their engagements i mean in a sense
1: it's similar to what we're trying to do in the product space which is make sure that legal operations has management platforms to help organize and structure all the engagements that they're involved in whether it's using internal resources or outside counsel right
0: that's correct and you really have to manage the budget and the time and the resources and the people so i definitely learned a lot doing that kind of work Seeing the consulting arena allowed me to really understand from an external perspective, operations that allow for change improvement, and our engagements help them bring more value and to achieve business goals for their clients. So quick example, I worked a lot with clients in the energy sector. And a lot of the projects we were managing were large-scale technology implementations. And that lasted for years. Whether those implementations were for their own internal reporting purposes or for some other business goal. Ultimately, I learned that budget, People and technology are the keys to successful engagement. You took an interesting turn. You were in the military,
1: then you're in Accenture, and then you kind of went back to something closer to the military, right? So what came next
0: after Accenture? I still had an itch for service when I came back, whether that was going to be in the reserves or serving my community in some sense. So like I mentioned earlier, I applied for Chicago Police Department before I left the military. And that application surfaced a year later, got a call from the Chicago Police Department. And so I made that leap and, and joined the force. I would think somebody with
1: your background they say, get them into forensic accounting or something like this. What type of roles did you play in CPD?
0: I was in law enforcement for about six years. In the beginning, it's like the military, they put you in that grunt role. So I met a lot of people that came from similar military backgrounds, just got out like me. I was on patrol for a little bit in the Belmont Cregan neighborhood in Chicago and River North. And so I did have an opportunity to actually attend law school and where I was actually to get a allowed me another opportunity in the police department. So I enrolled in law school as a part-time student while working. So I did midnight patrol shifts. And I was actually able to graduate from Chicago, Kent in three years while working full-time. And that gave me the opportunity to, before I left the police department, to become a law instructor at the Chicago Police Academy.
1: it must have been some long nights. You're working at the police department, going to school, studying, and just rinse and repeat. Some sleepless nights there, I'm imagining for you. Drink a lot of coffee.
0: That's what got me through the day.
1: One could imagine a police officer go to law school, become a prosecutor or even maybe the FBI, but you chose to go back into the business side of things. Tell me your thoughts on that transition and when you were in law school and then how that sort of
0: projected out for you. That's a fair assumption. Being in law enforcement, I was exposed to a lot of attorneys, mostly criminal law. It still opened at a new interest for me. With my background and my interests, for example, law, military, and accounting, they all have very similar thought structures that I prefer. And maybe that's the left brain thinking. But I thought law was fascinating. So I started looking into law school, keeping that business and operations interests in mind. I was looking into different law schools and different part-time options. And that Chicago can't really stuck out for me because that law school brings a good blend of other offerings that fit my background. So... With law, a focus on innovation and technology, a focus on business, all of those combined really gave me a good platform to learn about law and to see if I can integrate that with my business interests and my operational mindset.
1: Maybe you could say a little bit about some of the work you did uh, while you were in law school in this context.
0: So I was fortunate enough in my first year, my 1L year, to be selected in the law lab as a Law Lab Fellow, which as you know, the Law Lab is the flagship of the Legal Innovation and Technology Program at Chicago Kent, started by you and Alex Rabinall. So that was a good plug-in for me to really learn about alternatives in the legal space while being able to build my legal expertise. And it was important to me to have that flexibility in law school to learn different areas of law while still being able to utilize my new legal expertise in a business mindset through the Law Lab. I came into law school with an open mind and had a lot of opportunities. Those opportunities also consisted of going into different areas of law to dabble in what area of law best fits me. I think
1: your work at Accenture, I can see a straight line in some of the stuff you're doing now. I mean, Accenture is a good example because here at Olive, we get in these situations where... In legal ops, people say, want to make sure people don't blow the budget on this lawsuit or transaction and just help organizations keep track of everything in systems and do work better. That's what you were doing in Accenture in a different context, but it's, there's parallels. And then being very process-oriented. I mean, I was never in the military, but I, everybody I know who was is very process-oriented. That's the type of operational discipline we hope to bring in this
0: field of law. Agreed. And going back to the work that I was able to do in law school, I had the opportunity to intern at an AmLaw 100 law firm with their practice innovation team. I was also able to even get certified as a yellow belt in Six Sigma through a legal project management class offered in law school. So all those really exposed me to what you're talking about. Ultimately, what it came down to is that I saw myself knowing the law, but not necessarily practicing the law, but wanting to be more on the business side. And that really just came from being exposed to all those experiences in law school.
1: Well, this is a law company and we're in the law business. So uh, that's a very logical place for you. So bringing it full circle. So you're working here at Elevate. Say a bit more about some of the things you're doing and are excited about.
0: When I first started, again, I was put on the products team working on the analyzed documents, which was more focused on AI and NLP, natural language processing platform, which extracts clauses and relevant data fields from certain legal documents. But it's been really interesting learning how the software works and how technology can assist the attorney or the reviewer in a legal process and how the team can work to make processes more efficient for the client by utilizing technology like that. But now as a customer success manager role on the products team, I'm exposed to other products that Elevate offers as well. So I'm directly working with the customers to make sure they're getting what they need. And in that role, I'm the translator for the customer working with the product managers on our side and the customer on the other side, and making sure that there's a sturdy bridge and synergy between the clients and the development team. That's absolutely necessary because even the best developer
1: isn't always able to understand the customer needs because it requires technical understanding of what's possible, but also understanding these use cases in law, which are a little bit foreign if you're not in the field. And you can play on both sides of that divide given your background, what else do you see in our space from your
0: perspective? It's a very exciting time to be in this area of the business of law. I'm currently working on other projects that prove the efficacy of artificial intelligence tools in legal. That's really important. And we want to quantify those time savings associated with using our tools to complete various tasks like that. So that's one of the projects that I'm working on. And I'm also working on, again, the bigger product? How can we take all those different legal business processes? Right now, sometimes it's siloed. Maybe you're getting it from different vendors. What Elevate's doing is bring all those processes into one synergistic approach where a customer can manage their legal business processes through something that they will be familiar with one technology platform. I mean, that's right. It's a challenging task. I think we both agree
1: that this space is heading is to really get the value of data, but that requires all these disparate IT systems to play together better and having connections between these systems built out in a more thoughtful manner is where this space is headed. I think your background speaks to working differently. Paths don't have to be perfectly linear. If I took you back to high school or college, go through all these steps, you would hardly believe it, but it all happened. Final thoughts before we sign off? What you're excited about?
0: Yeah. So again, like I said, an exciting time to be in. It's challenging as well. We just want to make sure that we don't close the door to any of these customer requirements because the landscape is changing and technology is changing. So being part of a company that can stay ahead of the curve is very exciting.
1: Well, that's the customer success manager in here. Don't close the door on any customer requirements and disciplining the development team to keep an open mind to any and all customer requirements. That's why you're good in the role of CSM. Julian, I want to thank you for joining us here today. Inside the Engine Room, a special edition of the Elevate Together podcast. I'm Dan Katz, Vice President of Data Science Innovation here in Elevate, and we'll see you next time.
0: Tune in to the next episode of the Elevate Together podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and elevateservices.com.